Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Arrive and Thrive. It's your host, Elizabeth Paris here, and um, I am enjoying a wintry day. Um, it has been overcast here in Twin Falls, Idaho for about two weeks. And I was just thinking this morning, I said to my husband, if I knew when the sun was going to come out, I would have a countdown and I would get so excited for the day that the sun showed its face and that we could have blue skies and sunshine. Anyway, so God must have heard me because as I was sitting here doing some morning studies and looking out my office window, there was a break in the gray clouds and this blue shone through and it just made, actually it made me cry. (laughs) I'm feeling a little emotional today. So as I share, I hope that um, you can feel my gratitude and my heart's openness today. Um, Today, I wanted to talk about um, victim energy and forgiveness. And um, these go hand in hand. And I want to talk to you about how powerful it is in our lives when we choose to end our suffering um, and we do not have the self-pity that is plaguing our lives and our mindset to be able to move forward. And um, I'm actually going to take some of my comments um, from Todd Sylvester. He is a wonderful influencer and he has a podcast and Um, He's actually, he does a lot of work with people who are recovering addicts and was a recovering addict himself. And so he talks a lot about how self-pity is one of the most paralyzing decisions that we'll ever make. Because when we give our circumstances that much power over us, uh, we discount our ability to move forward by choice. We discount that our choices are powerful and that we have the ability to move forward in our lives. And um, I feel like I am a recovering victim energy mode kind of person. Um, I, in my early years, I feel like some of the energy that we had around our house was a little bit of victim energy. My dad came from Switzerland. And um, so he was a foreigner. And the job that he got here, he got paid much less than he would have if he had been working um, for IBM in America. And he had been working for IBM in Switzerland. And um, as he uh, 
moved forward here in America, I think he always kind of felt a little bit less than because he was a foreigner um, and had come back, come over to the United States. My mom is, was American and um, they actually lived in Switzerland for some time. And then right before I was born, they moved here. And um, anyway, so I think I just learned some victim energy patterns. And so as I moved into married life, I feel like I really held on to some victim energy, like, hey, this isn't how I pictured my marriage being, or this isn't how I envisioned my life going, and poor me, right? Um, so I, I have definitely fallen prey to that victim energy. And um, James Allen, a great book writer, um, in the early 1900s, he talked about how there is no practice more degrading, debasing, or soul-destroying than that of self-pity. And um, uh, Todd Sylvester says, it's the worst disease on the planet. Self-pity is the worst disease on the planet. And I guess I never really thought about it as being a problem, as victim energy being a problem. Um, but as I have moved forward in my life and come to a space of forgiveness where uh, my husband and I, you know, we went through a lot of hard things. We went through some mental illness and some depression and things like that through our time. And, and I think we both at times blamed each other for some of those things. And, um, realizing the power of human choice and the power of moving forward in your life when you're ready and you desire good changes um, that discounts all of that self-pity or that poor me or my poor circumstances. And it helps us understand that as we forgive and we do not hold anyone else um, accountable, for our hurts, that if we shake off that uh, feeling or that delusion that we are being injured or oppressed by another, and we try to realize and have a pr more profound comprehension of what we're capable of, as James Allen also talks about, we overcome playing the victim, we overcome pointing our fingers at others or our circumstances. And um, I, I realize now that our circumstances are just circumstances, uh, but they have the power to bless or harm us depending on if we are in tune with our potential. If we are in tune with what can be, if we have hope, just like this morning when um, I was a little bit sad that the sun hasn't come out. And um, sorry, I got a runny nose from <laughs> my tears. So if you watch the video, you get to watch me wipe my nose. <laughs> anyway, um, so if, if all that mattered was our circumstances, then there would be so many people that would be held back. But there is definitely, 
definitely a power in our decision to move forward and to forgive and to have a choice and to know that that choice can actually make the difference as we move forward. And so victim energy is just an energy that can actually be learned from and that we can actually move forward from. And then when we let go of it, when we release that victim energy, we're able to understand what we're capable of and we are able to have hope in day-to-day progress and in our desires and our dreams and our our, uh, desire to move forward. So today, um, I wanted to share a couple of forgiveness stories. Um, One of these, first I wanna share a quote by Louis B. Smeets, and he was a professor who taught a lot about forgiveness. And he said, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. This is such good energy. This idea of being free and understanding that the prisoner was you. And as my um, husband and I, uh, when we were struggling a lot in our marriage, Um, there was a point where he wanted to move out and he wanted to have some space for healing. And before this, I would always say, no, no, no. Like we need to stay together. We're stronger together. And, And I realized that, you know what, this keeps coming up. Maybe there is a need here for us to separate and have space for healing and for forgiveness. And, um, so I actually had a visual come to me of a caged bird being set free. And at first I thought, this is my husband, like I need to set him free. And so I said, yeah, let's let's work on this project. We'll move you out and give you some space and, and you can have this space to move forward in life. And for me, I um, we, we started on this plan and at one point it reversed where, um, some fear came in and he was like, well, I better not, like, I I better not pursue my own happiness because I should just do these things. I should, you know, like we all have a list of shoulds. And, um, so he was kind of staying in the energy and I was like, wait a second. Like, if you don't go, if you don't experience this space of freedom and learning and growing, then this caged bird, I finally saw it as me. And I was like, if I'm letting you be free, I'm letting me be free. And so this quote of to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you is super powerful to me because of that symbolism that I saw of this caged bird. And forgiveness is setting another person free. Forgiveness um, in, in my case was to forgive my spouse of any past hurts. And, um, and we actually got to a point where, okay, we, we were going to forgive and, and get remarried and move forward with a clean slate and super exciting. So fun to think about, um, 
And I wanted to share a story of Corey Ten Boom. Um, some of you may know her. She went around speaking after World War II of her experiences in a concentration camp. And her and her sister were in a camp together and her sister actually died in this particular concentration camp where there was um, this officer. And she saw this officer in Germany after she gave a speech, this officer came up and she had talked all about forgiveness. And this officer came up to her to shake her hand and say, Fräulein, thank you for your message. And thank you for speaking of forgiveness. And as he came up, she almost froze in her, in her spot there um, and wanted to put her hand out to forgive, but was almost, it was hard. She felt like she couldn't hardly even move her hand out to offer that forgiveness. And so she prayed, please, I'll move my hand out and you supply the feeling, God. And she did, and she put her hand out and she felt forgiveness go through her body to forgive this officer who was so cruel to her and her sister while they were in this concentration camp. That's one of my favorite stories of forgiveness. And another story um, I love, this also was shared by, um, this was shared by Todd Sylvester um, on his Facebook Live. And I, I went and did quite a bit of research and watched the 2020 interview with this woman that he spoke of to understand what she may have been through. Um, this woman is JC Dugard and she was actually kidnapped when she was 11 years old by a sexual offender um, who was on parole. He had been in prison for 11 years and was let go early and um, him and his wife kidnapped JC. Um, they stunt gunned her um, on a road by her house as she was trying to go to the bus stop for the day uh, to go to school that day. And um, they kidnapped her and took her 150 miles away to their backyard where there was a shed and they handcuffed her. And for 18 years, she lived in the shed in this backyard and was constantly um, violated um, and treated poorly and hurt. And she actually um, gave birth to two girls over the years as she was in the shed for those 19 years. And seven years ago, she was actually found. She was 29 years old. And um, Diane Sawyer uh, was interviewing her. And um, in the interview, we learned that she learned how JC, after her reunion with her mom, learned how to drive a car. She goes to universities to teach others how to help like counselors, how to help those who have been kidnapped. And in this interview, Diane Sawyer asks, do you hate this guy? Do you hate this man that hurt you and was your captor for 19 years? And she said, no, it's over. Why would I give him power over me now? She said, I have no rage. 
and I choose not to allow to wallow in self-pity. And I just love her courage. <clears throat> I love her wisdom. She's so wise to know that if she um, stayed in a place of victim energy and, and sadness of all that had been taken from her, her childhood, her innocence, <coughs> years with her family, um, and to become a mother at so young. And now she she's raising these two daughters and loving them. And she chooses not to wallow in self-pity. And I love her courage. I love her drive to move forward and to overcome self-pity and to not live in a victim mode. But she has that power of decision to look for the good in life daily and to, to move forward. And choice is that ultimate power that we can rise through horrible things and and choose hope and choose goodness and light and choose to help and serve others around us and choose gratitude. And that's what JC has chosen. And a lot of us, you know, we, we've seen people that have gone through hard things and if they were, you know, alcoholic or addicted to drugs or just checked out um, and, or suicidal, we would, we would give them a pass or we'd say, oh, well, how can you blame them? But even going through such hard things um, or horrible things, we can rise above those things and stop blaming those around us and live in a space of hope and love and possibility. Um, as I watched this 2020 interview with JC, I was reminded how blessed I am in my life to have had a childhood and to have been with my family as, as I was raised through from 11 years old on and thinking about my own children and how blessed I am to be with them every day for us to be alive and to have that influence to love each other, to support each other. And sometimes we have moments where people aren't getting along in our family or we're frustrated or other things come up and, and we tend to think, oh, it's never going to change or this or that. But we get to choose. We get to choose each moment what we will do with our power. Will we choose love? Will we choose anger? What will we choose to hold on to? And what is the energy that we will embody inside of us and send out as a message to those around us? I love the quote that says, be the energy you want to absorb. And, you know, we can say, I wish my children would do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, or I wish my spouse would do this or that, or I wish my siblings or my parents would have done this or that. But we get to be the change that we want to see in the world. We get to be that energy that we want to absorb. 
who doesn't want to sit out in the sunshine and soak in the goodness of the sunlight? Um, maybe someone with a skin issue, right? You can always find someone, but but what is that energy that you want? What is that energy that you desire? And as you put out or send out or give off that energy, that is where the power of creation comes in. And you get to choose what you are sending out and what you are receiving. And you get to choose your experience. Um, I love... Um, the wonderful loving what is it's a beautiful book by uh, by our Byron Katie I'm looking at it on my shelf back here Byron Katie talks about how life is much kinder than the stories we tell about it so if we can forgive and tell more positive stories about life and the things that we're learning and the experiences that we're having we can find more joy, more gratitude, more peace as we move forward. So um, I want to encourage you, share with you that quote one more time about forgiveness and then encourage some forgiveness. And we'll talk for a minute about what forgiveness might look like and how we can promote more forgiveness and love in our lives. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that the prisoner was you by Lewis B. Smeets. So a while back, I took an energy class and the instructor talked about a woman who did a lot of holistic medicine and she was reaching around a man's back and feeling where his liver was. And she talked about how hard and firm his liver felt. And she said, is there someone that you're not forgiving? And he had stored this hate or this resentment in his liver and it had actually physically hardened his liver and she could feel it from the outside. And as she asked about this, he had a whole story of rage and anger that he shared with her about this person who had offended him and hurt him. And so as we forgive, we do set ourselves free because if we hold on to hatred, anger, frustration, and we hold those emotions in our body, we actually harm ourselves. We are the prisoner. We are not able to move forward and we're stuck in that victim energy that keeps us from our full potential. And so as we forgive, we can be that prisoner that is set free. And we are encouraged to forgive even before someone says sorry, even before they admit that they might be wrong in what's going on, but to forgive quickly and to not only forgive others, but to forgive ourselves. I find that many people who struggle with forgiveness with others actually struggle with forgiving themselves. And I found that in my coaching and in working with others. And even in myself, I've seen that when I'm having a hard time forgiving others, there's something that I haven't forgiven myself of or a story I'm telling about myself that's negative that I need to let go of. So 
in order to move into forgiveness, um, I would like to encourage you to make a list. So when you have any kind of uh, blame, frustration, or hurt from someone else, um, or you feel like a victim or that the things that they have done have hurt you, uh, this is where you would want to list the names of these people out. So, and this is a list just for you, um, but you'll go back through your life. It might be a, a past friend or teacher that wronged you or hurt your feelings. It might be um, an enemy, a play guard, play yard, uh, playground bully or somebody like that. So you're just going to list out their names. If you don't remember their name, say bully on the playground when I was in first grade or whatever, just some way to identify this person. Okay. And then you'll make that list of those who have hurt you and those who maybe you didn't get to express your feelings. So you were cut short. So say um, there was a friend incident where um, a couple of, of girls took a side with somebody else and you never got to explain your side. And you felt like if you could just explain where you were coming from, that they would understand you and where you're coming from, but you never had that chance. So circumstances like that, where you felt hurt and were not able to finish a conversation or complete your side of the story. Those are the kinds of things that you'd want to write down. So first make your list of those who have hurt you or those that have caused you to feel hurt or that you have incomplete stories and you were not able to express yourself or use your voice. And then after you make that list, and it might be a page, it might be two pages, it might be three pages, it might be 10 people. After you've made your list and you feel like it's really thorough, you may kind of keep yourself open during that next week of, oh, actually, here's another circumstance or here's another person, and you'll add them to your list. And then as you make this list, you will keep this list as you work your way through it. And you'll start with the first person at the top of your list who's hurt you or that has made you feel less than. Um, and you will um, start with that first person. And the steps for going through this forgiveness process are to, number one, you wanna ask permission to their spirit. So you don't call them up on the phone and say, hey, remember how you hurt my feelings? I'm going to process this out and I'm going to forgive you. They, they probably won't take that very well. But if you um, are open to asking their spirit, um, you can say, hey, Romney from fifth grade, <laughs> remember when uh, you went to kick the ball and you kicked me in the knee and it hurt and I actually broke my kneecap and had to go and, and you know, to go to the hospital or whatever and get taken care of. I have been frustrated or angry or hurt by this for years and I'd like to work this out. And so you're asking permission from their spirit to work on this and to let go of your negative feelings. 
the side, your side of the negativity of the story. So then as you ask for permission, you just want to feel, and usually the answer will be yes. The answer will be, yeah, it's okay. Because this other person wants to move on in life, just like you do. They don't want to be weighed down by heavy, hurtful, angry energy. And so then when you feel a yes, that you can go ahead and do this, um, that they're in a spot where that would be helpful to them and to you, um, then you can go ahead and write out everything you didn't get to say. Write out how it made you feel when you were hurt by them. Write out how you felt. You know, what were those emotions that came up? Lonely, anger, frustration, um, whatever you felt in that moment. So then you'll write out those things. um, And after you've written them out, then you'll want to define a time that you're actually going to release this. So um, you invite that person's spirit to come sit with you. So a good place to do this is actually in the car because it's quiet and you're alone. Usually Um, if you take the opportunity to be alone, you want to be alone in this um, because you don't want anyone else to be a part of these negative emotions that will come out during this. So you'll sit down, you'll have your paper and you'll want to read out your feelings and your side of the story and do it with expression and passion, bringing up those emotions as you go. So then you read it out. You might even yell as you're expressing this. Uh, You might um, yell, you might raise your voice, you might cry, uh, but you want those emotions to come out. So that's good. Try to let those flow and not hold them back. So as you're reading, if anything else comes to mind that's not on the paper, just share that too get it all out. And when you're done, you get to ask for forgiveness. So first is asking permission. Second is releasing everything that you've written as you visualize them being with you spirit to spirit. And then um, you ask for forgiveness and you say, I am sorry for the feelings that I've held against you all this time. And I invite you to forgive me, but whether you do or not, I'm forgiving you. And I want you to know that I won't hold this against you anymore. And that I, I forgive anything that you've done. And I'm sorry that I held on to those feelings for so long. And then as you release that, you're able to uh, feel an actual release within your body. You feel lighter. As I've done this activity, it's incredible to feel that let go, to feel that release of energy and to allow that prisoner to go free, which is actually you because your side that you're holding on to is hurting you and affecting you. So, okay, let's just review for just a minute. If you want to get rid of some of this victim energy in your life and allow yourself the freedom to discover what you can do and your potential and your possibilities, and you want to work through some forgiveness and set yourself free and those that you've held in bondage um, in your mind and in your heart, um, don't wait. Don't wait for someone else to apologize. Make this list. Uh, 
write out your feelings for each circumstance. So starting with the first one, you write out all the feelings that you had, all the, uh, the feelings you held against this person, all the ways that you felt wronged and to be able to kind of defend yourself. All of that wants to come out on paper. So you let it flow. And this is kind of where your ego uh, gets its moment of uh, terror, I guess. <laughs> Reign of terror for a moment, right? All this stuff you've been holding back gets to come out. And you're going to let that come out with expression and with those emotions. And if you cry great, if you yell great, just all those things need to come out. So then as they come out, then you are able to. Uh, invite that person's spirit to spirit to come sit with you. You express um, everything that's on the paper, anything else that comes to mind, and then you get to apologize. Also, if it's helpful and you have, um, if, if visualizing is helpful, you may visualize this person wrapped in eternal love, or if you believe in Christ wrapped in the Savior's arms and then you wrapped in the Savior's arms so that you feel that both of you are loved and both of you are forgiven. And um, you can, if you are also um, have that connection with God or the universe and feel that you are accountable for uh, you and your thoughts and your feelings, you can also ask forgiveness to God for holding on to those things and seeing him nod and, and forgive you. And also seeing the other person that you have had this conversation with um, feel feelings of forgiveness and love towards you too, as you feel that forgiveness and love towards them. Um, so sometimes some visualizing helps when you're doing a forgiveness practice. Um, all right. Uh, I, this is a, subject that is very close to my heart. Um, as I have moved through victim energy, as I have moved through blame and complain and frustration and feeling like my circumstances have held me back from being my best self. Um, I've learned now that it's up to me. It's up to me. And I get to release the heavy and the negative and allow myself to move forward, give myself that permission, give myself that space and that freedom to have the possibility and the potential and the forward movement that I desire, or I can hold myself back. And so um, I'll just share that quote one more time about victim energy um, from Todd Sylvester's self Pity is the most paralyzing decision you will ever make. And I feel like that is so true. Let's not paralyze ourselves. Let's not give ourselves the worst disease on the planet. Let's allow ourselves to have that space and time and ability to move forward in loving, kind, forgiving, uh, stronger ways than we have in the past to bring in that new energy that we want to absorb and to release that old energy that's heavy and hard to move forward. All right, my friends, I love you all. And I hope that this has been helpful for you to release the old and the heavy and those negative emotions that are stuck inside of us that need to come out. 
um, if we attend to them and we intentionally work through them and release them, then they have no hold on us anymore. And so I hope that you will bring in, release that heavy and bring in the more positive, light-filled emotions, gratitude, love, happiness. And I wish you all the best, so much love and have the most wonderful day. Take time to write out your list and to start working through that list to uh, free the captives, to free the prisoners and to free yourself and your loved ones and friends that are around you. Much love, have a wonderful day. Are you ready to make forward movement in an area of your life? Relationships, money, organization, health, or happiness? We want to help you get the results you have always wanted and the happiness that you are worthy of. And so we have started a movement to support you in making these positive changes in your life. Arise Now is the best place to start when you are ready to get better results in life and you want positive support, effective tools, and strong motivation to make it happen. And that's why we started our movement, Arise Now. Arise Now is a supportive, fun, three-month-long program where you will learn tools, techniques, and mindset shifts to move forward in your relationships and goals. In Arise Now, you will have the support to set and accomplish three personalized goals. You will receive 12 valuable one-hour live trainings. Enjoy daily accountability and enjoy a safe, supportive community to start arising and thriving now. Visit AriseAndThriveLife.com today and register so that you can get all the support, training, and accountability to start arising and thriving in your life.